0: Hello and welcome to Nick's Knack for Neologism's episode 28, where we define and discuss the most amazing words in the English language. Last episode, we covered replete, belie, filibuster, and terse. And in this episode, we're covering conspicuous, intractable, shirk, and tacit. Those are just four great words, you guys. And make sure you stay till the end of this episode, because I'm going to share with you my YouTube channel, my SoundCloud channel, and some other ways to get in contact with me so without further ado let's begin with our first word our first word is conspicuous it is spelled c o n s p i c u o u s conspicuous c o n s p i c u o u s conspicuous it's an adjective and it means easily seen or noticed readily visible or observable so when i think of conspicuous i just think of something that really stands out so if you had someone wearing a red dress and they were in a big crowd full of people wearing black clothes, their attire would be rather conspicuous. Another definition for conspicuous is something that attracts special attention as by outstanding qualities or eccentricities. He was conspicuous by his booming laughter. So how about you guys? Do you guys have any conspicuous qualities to you? I had a coworker a few days ago tell me that I had a very distinct voice. So you could say my voice would be conspicuous, but then I thought to myself, well, doesn't everyone kind of have a conspicuous voice? I think if we all recorded our voices and then we played them back to people who knew us, they could easily tell who was who by the sound of their voice, right? So maybe everyone's voice is conspicuous, I don't know. Conspicuous, so our mnemonic for conspicuous and you guys are gonna to have to kind of visualize this one based on the spelling, right? It's C-O-N-S-P-I-C-U-O-U-S. So it's like conspicuous. There's the word con, and then there's the S, and then there's the P-I-C for pick, and then the U-O-U-S, conspicuous. So conspicuous can see the picture clearly. Conspicuous can see the picture clearly. It's a bit of a stretch, but it's all I got. Conspicuous. So if you can see the word C O N S P I C U O U S, you'll see that there's the word P I C for pick in there. So you can see the picture clearly. So if you can see the picture clearly, then it's something that's obviously fairly conspicuous. So I want you guys to do this right now. Think of your best friend. And I want you to think of one conspicuous characteristic. It could be like physical. Something about them that just really makes them stand out. It doesn't have to be physical, right? It could be some sort of personality trait. Maybe they have a peculiar worldview or maybe they are always optimistic. Maybe they've got conspicuous optimism or maybe they're always pessimistic and they just think the world is coming to an end and maybe they're just conspicuously pessimistic. Kind of a hard word to say, conspicuous, but it's a good word. So easily noticeable, something that's easily noticeable is conspicuous. So some good good synonyms, not good cinnamon, some good synonyms are apparent, discernible, distinct, evident, noticeable, visible. Apparent, discernible, distinct, evident, noticeable, visible are great synonyms for the word conspicuous. It would be inappropriate for you to wear such a short, conspicuous dress to your father's funeral. I just imagine this young woman wearing a very short, red dress to her father's funeral. During the summer months, the mosquitoes are very conspicuous near the water. The football coach found the quarterback's absence conspicuous during the big game. Standing beside the skinny models, the fat girl looked very conspicuous. The bank robber made the mistake of trying to escape in a conspicuous orange car. Because William talks so loud, he is always conspicuous at work. Hunters wear camouflage so they appear less conspicuous around the animals. When Mark wore jeans to the formal party, he was very conspicuous. That's something I would do, just like wear whatever. And then you're kind of conspicuous, right? Hard, you know, it's a weird word. Say it, conspicuous. My, my tongue is starting to do this weird like S-lisp thing. I don't really like it. So it's one of those words you don't probably want to say over and over again, but it's a good word to know, conspicuous. Conspicuous, easily noticeable. All right, so let's move on to our next word. I love this word. You know, I love I love most words. If you guys listen to my podcast, you'll you're like, well, dude, you pretty much love every word. So when you're saying you love every word, it doesn't really mean anything. But all right, that's probably true. Nevertheless, this is a very fun word, and it is intractable, intractable, I-N-T-R-A-C-T-A-B-L-E, intractable, it's very phonetic, I-N-T-R-A-C-T-A-B-L-E, intractable, it's an adjective, and it means not easily controlled or directed, not docile or manageable, stubborn, obstinate, ooh, I think I like this word because it describes me, a little bit. I think I'm a little bit intractable. An intractable disposition. An intractable person. Someone who is difficult to manage. Or you could have maybe an intractable situation. Have you found yourself in a an intractable situation lately? A situation where you're like, hmm, not sure what to do here. It seems difficult to manage. There's so many things going on at once. I don't know what to do. That would be a rather intractable situation. Or something that is difficult or someone who is difficult to work with or something that's difficult to manage or shape or work with or mold or anything like that would be considered intractable. So you could have an intractable metal or maybe you are a clay worker. I'm sure there's a better word for clay worker, but it's all I know. Maybe you have some sort of intractable clay and it's just, it's too dense and it's too dry and you're not able to mold it. So maybe you could think of the word intractable. Right. And you've got all this clay that's really that's spelling the word intractable, but it's very hard. I don't know if that's a good mnemonic or not. I just came up with it like literally on the spot. So probably not the best mnemonic, but it did come to my head and I thought I would share with you guys. An intractable pain in your leg. Also, in the medical community, intractable is often used for something that is difficult to cure. So you could have some sort of intractable intractable intractable, oh boy, intractable, oh boy, intractable disease or intractable illness. And now I feel like I'm not saying the word correctly. I'm getting it mixed up with the word practicable and intractable. I'm trying to say intracticable. Oh boy, this is, this is turning out pretty crazy, you guys. All right. How about some synonyms for intractable? Actually, before we move on to synonyms, let's get our mnemonic down. So our mnemonic, I've got a few. When I think, I'll tell you my my mnemonic and then I'll share with you some other mnemonics. But when I think of intractable, I think of the word retract, which means to pull something backwards, right? So our our scapulas, we can protract our scapulas, which is when we push our scapulas forward and we can retract our scapulas, which is bring them back. So something that's intractable is something that you can't retract. It's something that's hard to pull back, hard to manage. That's how I remember it. Another way you can remember it is intractable is something that doesn't stay on the track. So if you had like the railroad tracks, for instance, so if you had an intractable, intractable train, now I'm wondering if I'm even saying the word right. Intractable, yeah, intractable, if you have an intractable train, that is a train that's not going to stay On the tracks, and what happens when the train goes off the tracks, right? It's difficult to manage. We're headed for a catastrophe for sure. Intractable, something that doesn't stay on the right path or the right course. Bringing up the sunken cruise ship is going to be an intractable task. Okay, guys, I have to say, if I am mispronouncing this word, I am so sorry. When the hyperactive child did not take his sedative, he was intractable and difficult to manage. Additional police officers were called to the scene when the crowd became intractable. Ooh, I like that one. You imagine like a big mob, right? Sometimes those mobs you see on TV just become very intractable. As the project grew larger, it became intractable and required a large management team. It took six paramedics to handle the intractable task of lifting the 800-pound woman. And now I'm kind of wishing I hadn't covered this word because I think... I used to be able to pronounce it correctly, and now I think I've just butchered it after trying to say it too many times. Intractable. 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 All right. Intractable. That is the word intractable. In- See? There we go again. That is the word intractable. Difficult to manage. You know what? You know what I'm realizing about intractable? It's got an intractable pronunciation. That's, that's what we're ending with, guys. Right there. Intractable pronunciation. Sweet mother of... Oh, that's a hard word. All right. A funny thing is I've never had an issue pronouncing it until now after saying it over and over and over again. Nevertheless, let's move on to our third word. Let's just put that behind us. Pretend it didn't happen. All right. Our third word is shirk. This word is a great word. This word you have to. If you don't use this word, you got to start using it because this is a word you have to have in your vocabulary. Shirk. It is a verb. It's spelled S-H-I-R-K. Shirk. 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 S-H-I-R-K. It's a verb and it means to evade. And that's pretty much it. It just simply means to evade. And usually it means to evade something you don't want to do, like work or some sort of duty or responsibility you have or maybe schoolwork or homework or whatever. If you're shirking something, generally the thing you are shirking is something negative, right? Like I've never heard the word shirk being used with something positive. Like I'm going to shirk my paycheck today. No, you would never ever want to shirk your paycheck because you know paycheck is something nice and if you like to shirk a lot i'm probably a shirker to some degree then you're called a shirker so shirking is to evade something like work or duty or schoolwork etc so the mnemonic for shirk we're going to think of if you just replace the i with an a you get shark right and we want to avoid sharks So you'll just think shirk, shark, sharks are something we avoid. Shirking is something that we do to avoid something else. So why don't we start shirking all these sharks? Shirk the sharks, you guys. So some good synonyms. Oh, boy. This whole, I think I'm butchering this entire podcast. It's been too long. It's been like over a year and a half since an episode. And now I can't talk and my tongue is doing something weird. So some good synonyms for shirk are bypass, cheat, Evade, elude, sidestep, and get around. If you're trying to get around something, you're trying to sidestep, you evade it, you are definitely shirking. The man tried to shirk his duties by pretending to be ill. How many of us have shirked trying to go to school by feigning an illness? Definitely raising my hand. A lazy manager often attempts to shirk his responsibilities by passing his tasks on to his coworkers. When the teacher saw Kate trying to shirk her schoolwork, he threatened to keep her at recess. Frank is such an honorable worker. He refuses to shirk his tasks at work because all the soldiers are dedicated to their country. None of them will shirk their assignments. So that's the word shirk. So good work shirk to evade something. I usually will accuse people of shirking the question kind of playfully. I'm like, you know what? I feel like you're shirking my question. Shirking. It's just a good word. It sounds funny. It's just a fun word to use. you have to try it. Trust me, try it once, IRL, and you guys will appreciate it. All right, our last word, another great word. This is another word I feel like, like shirk. The other two are weird, right? Intractable, conspicuous. They're kind of weird. I don't think you'll use them in everyday conversation. But these last two, shirk and tacit, you can definitely interweave them into your Conversation. And I don't know if interweave is a word, but it sounds pretty cool. All right. Tacit. T A C I T. It's an adjective. Tacit. And it means understood without being openly expressed. Implied. Tacit. T A C I T. Understood without being openly expressed. Implied. Tacit. Silent, saying nothing, unvoiced or unspoken. So I'll just tell you guys this much. When I think of tacit, I just think of something that's sort of unspoken. So yeah, it is implied, unspoken. What would be some things that are tacit in your life? For instance, you go to a class maybe, and you're sitting down, and it's sort of a tacit expectation of that environment, if you will. And I guess that environment really means sort of maybe everyone else's expectations, maybe the teacher, or the professor's expectations. But the tacit expectation is that everyone will be quiet and you will raise your hand to speak, right? It's kind of a tacit expectation. So something that is unvoiced or unspoken or implied. So some good synonyms for tacit are implicit, implied, indirect, unspoken, tacit. And our mnemonic for tacit, you'll have to think of someone taking it, tacit, take it, right? It's kind of close there. And imagine someone just taking something from you and they don't have to ask your permission. They just sort of take it without your permission because your permission is already implied, right? Maybe you got a roommate, and they take it. They take your pencil away from you. They don't have to ask your permission because your permission is is implied. So they have tacitly taken your pencil. Take it tacit. It's a little bit of a stretch, but hopefully that mnemonic works. Although no words were spoken, our nods represented our tacit agreement to a cease Fire. In my business, all that is needed for a tacit understanding is a handshake between men. Even though my boyfriend and I have only been dating for three months, we have a tacit understanding to not date other people. There, that's a good one. I really like that example of tacit. I think, at least in American culture, it's pretty tacitly implied. Once you're dating someone for, I don't know, two, three months, it's tacitly implied. I know that's a redundant phrase, but tacitly implied that. You guys are exclusively seeing one another. In fact, if you were to just be like, hey, and you're tell this person like, hey, I went out on a date tonight, they'd be like, what, you went out on a date tonight? And then you'd be like, well, we never, you know, we never agreed that we were exclusively dating. I could see the other person probably getting pretty pissed because there is, there's that tacit understanding not to date other people after like two or three months. In order to take the school field trip, you will need more than your parents' tacit consent. That's a good one too. In order to take the school field trip, you will need more than your parents' tacit consent. In other words, you're probably gonna get your parents to sign some sort of consent form for you to go on the school field trip. By leaving my keys in the car, I'm going to give you my tacit approval to borrow my car anytime you like. All right. When the suspect opened the front door, she gave the police tacit consent to search her home for the weapon. That's a good one too, right? So let's say you got pulled over by a policeman and he was like, can I search your car? And you're both are standing outside your car and you don't say anything. And you just open up the door as if to allow him inside of your car. That might be considered tacit consent. That would be an interesting court case, I think, especially if you found something, right? Like if you found your contraband in the car, that would be a pretty interesting case. All right. Good stuff. Although the world leaders have not signed the treaty yet, they have made a tacit pact on nuclear disarmament. Those are all very good examples of tacit. All right. So those are our four words, conspicuous, intractable, shirk, tacit. I said it right there, intractable. I got it. Conspicuous, intractable, shirk, and tacit. Let's quickly review each one. See if we can remember the definition or the mnemonic. So we had conspicuous, right? Let's think of our mnemonic. We had conspic. There was the picture US. Pick. You'll see pick in that word. Hopefully that reminds you. Bueno, conspicuous, means easily noticed. You can see the picture clearly. Conspicuous. Something that's easily noticed. Standing beside the skinny models, the girl, the fat girl, looked very conspicuous. Then we had intractable. Intractable, do you guys remember our mnemonic for this one? I think this is probably our best mnemonic out of all the four words. Intractable, we thought about the train on the tracks, going off the tracks, right? If it goes off the tracks, it's gonna be hard to manage that situation. Not easily controlled or directed. Something that's difficult to manage, intractable. Intractable, oh boy, intractable behavior. Think of a toddler in their intractable behavior. Then we had shirk. We had a mnemonic for this one. Do you guys remember the mnemonic for shirk? All we have to do is switch one letter, right? Shirk becomes shark. And then what did we want to do with the sharks? We wanted to avoid them. We avoid the sharks, so we shirk the, the sharks because to avoid is very similar to evade, which is what shirk means. It means to evade something. I'm gonna shirk my responsibilities today. And lastly, we had tacit. This was our most difficult mnemonic, in my opinion at least. Tacit, taking something away from us because it doesn't require our permission. Our permission is implied. Tacit. Good. It means unspoken, implied. Tacit approval. A tacit agreement. Something that is unspoken. Cool, so that wraps it up for this episode, episode 28 of Nick's Knack for Neologisms. If you guys haven't, please go over to iTunes and leave me a review. I love your guys's, there's some great reviews on there. I think I'm gonna start sharing them. I've got two reviews I wanna share with you now. If you haven't though, please go over there and leave me a review. It's just a great way for you to kind of indirectly get in touch with me. That's the way I look at it. So here's one by Samantha, Samantha Rothschild this was on April the 3rd of 2019 she says good content if you can get past the occasional misogynistic remark and cursing the words are good the definitions and mnemonics are very well explained and helpful thank you Samantha for that wonderful uh, review minus my perhaps occasional misogynistic remarks I would like to think you know misogynistic that's a good word it kind of means like Prejudice against women or like women hating. I would say that I hate women just as much or just as equally as I hate men. Although being a man, I probably am more likely to make a misogynistic remark than I am an androgynistic. Is that a word? Androgynistic? I don't even know what the what the male-hating word is, remark. But nevertheless, thank you for listening to my podcast. And then another funny review I had was uh, studying for the GRE. This is by Ishera I'm probably butchering your name. Sorry. Studying for GRE. Look no further. I just started studying for the GREs, and I'm so glad I stumbled upon this podcast. The length and format of this podcast really helps me remember the words. Also, Nick's voice is so soothing it doesn't feel like a chore. Sing me GRE words to sleep, Nick. When I first read that, that guy had me dying. I was laughing pretty good. So thank you guys for those reviews. And then I would also like to tell you guys, if you like any of the music on my podcast, It's music that is written and produced by myself. You can find it on my SoundCloud page. If you go over to soundcloud.com, you have to type in Nick the Quick. That's one word. And then you type in APM, Apples, Pears, Man, APM 300, the number 300 plus. That's kind of lengthy. So maybe just shoot me an email and I'll I'll shoot you a song if you like it. But if if you search that up on SoundCloud, you can find my SoundCloud page and you can look up all my songs there. Additionally, I also do YouTube videos and I think it's kind of fun. Like sometimes I hear someone's podcast, right? And I'm like, I wonder what this person looks like. And based on their voice, you usually will have kind of maybe some sort of idea of what they look like. And then you see them and picture and you're like, yeah, okay. The, I, the image that I had does not match up with the way they look. So if you go to YouTube and you type in coaching Nick, right? Coaching Nick, and you have to have it all one word. You can find my YouTube channel and I have a bunch of basketball videos on there. I have one, how to spin a basketball on your finger that's pretty popular, but you can see what I look like. I think it's always fun to see what people look like. And then what else? I think it's been almost a year and a half since my last podcast, which would make sense because my wife and I had a kid last February. So he's now about a year and a half and holy sweet mother of God, parenting is definitely something else. I've learned a lot, haven't slept a whole lot, think I've been probably fairly stressed out. And what else happened that last year and a half? We moved. So we changed cities and I changed or transferred jobs. I'm still a psychiatric nurse. I'm working inside of a forensic hospital. That job is pretty stressful. Not so much the patients. You would think working forensics would be kind of stressful with the patients, but I've had a lot of staff conflict at the hospital. And so we do some crazy, some pretty crazy stuff at the hospital, right? Like we give people medication against their will and it's called psychotropic medication right medication that really messes with your mind or to some degree maybe helps your mind sort of depends on what study you're reading but we do a lot of things that are hmm how would I say it kind of violate the rights of individuals but it's done in a legal setting and sometimes I think it's good for the patients and sometimes I don't but I've had a lot of staff conflict at the hospital it's been kind of crazy So I think I've been very stressed with that. I hope to get back recording more of these podcasts, but I always say I'm going to do more and then I wait like a year or two and then I release another. So I've decided, you know, maybe I should just not make any promises because I'm very good at shirking my promises. So other than that, I think that pretty much sums it up. I think that's everything I wanted to share with you guys feel free to shoot me an email. You can send me an email at nxixcxk at gmail.com. That's my personal email. And yeah, I guess I will see you guys on episode 29.